inner conflict, though it may feel unpleasant, is part of the process of becoming you. Welcome to the Liminal Zone Alchemist, the podcast for when you're stuck between the patterns of your past and the pull of your purpose. I'm your host, Sally Hardy, and each week I'll be challenging your understanding of what it is to be a human in the modern world. I'll help you free your innate genius from the socialized shadows, reconnect with your inner knowing and lean into that pool, letting your purpose guide and support you with ease to the impact that only you can make in the world. Okay, get comfy, set your brain to curious, and let's get on with the episode. Hello, lovely beans. Inner conflict. (laughs) Yes, I have a slightly different take on inner conflict than well, than most people that I've spoken to in life. As soon as I hear my clients present with inner conflict, I am joyous. I celebrate it. And let me tell you why. In all my years of studying, of experience, I have found all flavors of inner conflict can be boiled down to two varieties. And they're both really good signs, (laughs) though they may not feel lovely. I call these two types archetypal conflict, which is largely kind of human existence, human brain type of conflict, and borrowed conflict, which is consumed expectations clashing with personal desires, socialized conflict. And I'm going to talk about each and what you can do to understand them better and how you can see them. You too can see them as a great sign. So archetypal conflict It can feel like a tug of war. You're in different minds about something. There are parts of you that want to do something and parts of you that don't want to do something. Like You have different opinions that both feel really true to you about the same thing. For example, on one hand, I really want to be on social media. I want to post and I want to share my material and, and, I, and I know that it can benefit people and I really want to be doing this and I can impact the world. And on the other hand, I really don't want to do that. I'm scared of being visible and I just want to kind of keep doing what I'm doing and I just want to be small and I, I don't want so many people to know me. So... This is the type of format that you'll hear people say, like, part of me wants to, part of me doesn't. On one hand, I want to do this, but on the other hand, I want to do that, right? That's the typical language that will let you know that the conflict that you're feeling or the conflict that someone that you're with is feeling is archetypal conflict. When you recognize that, I invite you to give each of these parts, there may be two, there may be more, give each of these parts of you that have different opinions a little time. Hold curiosity. And then you get to ask them what the higher purpose of that want is, that behavior, that part of you that wants to do a certain thing. What's what's the point of that? What's the higher purpose of that? So let's say the side of me that wants to be seen and deliver impact, and I'm using social media as my example for that. Well, what's the point of me doing that? What is this this drive, this want intended for? What's its higher purpose? Why is it important to me? Let's say that my answer is so that I can help as many people as possible. Well, okay. What's the point of that? What's the higher purpose of that? And when I say like, what's the point of that? It's not like a, what's the point of that? 
it's a genuine, sincere question. What is the point of that? What's the point of helping people? Why is it important for me to do that? Why do I, I hold that as an important thing to do? Why does this part of me want that? And I keep asking each of the answers that I get, why? Why is this important? What's the point of this? What's the higher purpose? Every time I get an answer, I ask again. These repeating questions, what they do is they move you up from the pure thought or the, the behavior level into the, like the underlying why, the underbelly, into your values, and eventually into something that you will identify with, your higher purpose. Eventually, you will reach a point where you have, if you like, an ultimate answer, an archetypal answer. The word archetype is a Jungian word. It's been used by very many different disciplines all over the world. Plato even talks about this sort of thing. It's like an ideal form. It's a theme. It's a form. Something that we seem to share across humanity, all different cultures. Often this will be self-expression, connection, transcendence, survival, evolution, personal development. It will be bespoke to you. For me, my ultimate or my, my archetypal answer when I'm asking what the higher purpose of this self-expression, this, this want to help, this being on social media, all the way up, I keep going. My archetypal answer is to be alive. What is the point of all of this work? Well, for me to be alive, for help to help others be alive, but with a capital A, to live my life fully expressed as me, so that I may serve as an example for others to do the same. When you hit on your archetype answer and you see what this part of you, because remember, it's like this part wants this and that part wants that, or on one hand it's this and on one hand it's that. When you see what this part is aiming for, then you move to the other part, the other perspective, and you go through the same process with this part. So the part of me that wants to say small, what's the purpose of that want? Why do I want to do that? Why would a human want to be less visible? And I keep asking all the way up to the highest purpose, the, the archetype. So let's say I'm scared to be visible. What's the higher purpose of that? What's the point of being scared to be visible? Well, when I'm visible, I'm exposed and it's not safe. I want to be safe. Okay, so what's the purpose of safety? Why is it helpful for me to stay safe? Well, ultimately, it's because I want to survive, to be alive, to live my life fully. Now, this is a very abridged version, just so that I can example it out for you, because I want you to hear this really important part. The impact-driven side of me wants to live life in full expression, be alive with a capital A. The stay small side of me also wants to survive, to be fully alive. Both parts want the same thing. And you will find this with archetypal conflict that both parts ultimately will want the same thing. Archetypal conflict is not conflict. 
when you realize that, that these two parts want the same thing, then you realize that they can kind of sit in a room and chat. They can talk something of the same language because where there was perceived conflict before, it was really just two different ways of attempting to achieve the same thing. One in this archetypal conflict will usually come from a more aspirational place and the other will come from a more grounded animal, human, in the body type of space. These two parts of you are complementary players on the team that will get you to your outcome, to your goal, to your higher purpose. Caring both for your tangible physical body and your aspirations, your wishes, your desires, your more ethereal elements. So there's the the yin-yang powerhouse of sustainable growth all the way to your higher purpose. So that's the first type of inner conflict that I'm always happy to hear about. (laughs) Now, listen, when I feel these things, (laughs) I require somebody else to be happy about my internal conflict, okay? So (laughs) there's no sainthood here. So the second type of conflict that I'm overjoyed to discover my clients have, I like genuinely, I'm absolutely thrilled when they present with this, is borrowed conflict. If you are fortunate enough to have borrowed conflict, borrowed inner conflict, then you are hearing your own voice. And that is really good news. The reason that there is this conflict, this borrowed conflict, is that there is another voice in the mix. There's another voice in your mind. There's another voice. There's a borrowed voice that is in conflict with you. The other voice is someone else's, somebody else's, it's the voice of culture, the voice of parents, a peer group voice, all the voices on the back of the bus who want to chime in about the speed, the direction, what kind of music should be playing on the party bus of your life. (laughs) Borrowed conflict is conflict that you want to have. Borrowed conflict can only exist when you have a voice, when you know you. Otherwise, there would be nothing for that other voice, that culture or whatever that other voice is, to be in conflict with. It means you're hearing you. It means that you can see the water that you're swimming in. And that means that you have a choice. One voice is yours. The other is a should. Now, you don't ever have to follow what your inner voice is offering. But recognizing that borrowed conflict isn't like your thoughts in competition with others of your thoughts, as in the conflict is within you, within your origin, knowing that it's your wants versus someone else's wants or someone else's rules, someone else's shoulds, immediately releases the tension that comes with this perceived conflict. Because in fact, there is no conflict. There is choice. And if you don't believe me, try it out. Listen to these two opinions when you have this type of borrowed conflict. Listen. One of these voices, it'll have like a deep pull to it. It will feel embedded. But also choosing it may feel uncomfortable. 
There may be some discomfort following that pull or allowing yourself to be led by that pull. The other voice will have more of like a head pull to it. And while it may feel like an easier option, it might not feel fulfilling. It might not have the same appeal to it. But regardless of what you choose to do, there is no requirement to judge yourself. Sometimes we choose to take the path most travel, the path of other people's expectations, of the societal rules. And that's okay. When you know you have chosen this path, you can be honest with that voice that you know is yours. It's okay. Do you know what? Brain, body, this isn't really what I want to do, but I've thought about it and I think this is the best option for us right now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it for the following reasons and I, I like my reasons for doing it. Listen to the trust that that conversation builds. Whatever you choose, it's a win-win for your relationship with you. Both types of perceived conflict are pathways to you, pathways inside to yourself. So the next time you feel conflicted about something, celebrate. You can, in that moment, pause. You can be still. It doesn't have to be for long. And you can ask, what flavor of delicious conflict is this? And if you wish, you can simultaneously kick me in the shins because it may feel like shit. (laughs) But you get to ask, is this an I want versus I should type of conflict, borrowed conflict? Or is this a a split once, tug of war type of archetypal conflict. See, all those times that you thought that conflict meant you didn't know what you wanted and inner conflict is there to show you that that is just not true, quite the opposite in fact. Inner conflict, though it may feel unpleasant, is part of the process of becoming you, of hearing and knowing and acting from your own wants. And more often than not, it's a pretty great sign that things are already shaping up for a shift in the direction of you. If you enjoyed this episode, and I hope very much that you did, don't forget to hit subscribe so all future episodes get automatically downloaded to your listening platform. And come hang out with me over on Instagram. My handle is at Sally Hardy underscore coach. 